0: You set foot on foreign soil. Only this land isn't ruled by any country or government. In this land, we celebrate music. In this land, we celebrate games. In this land, we celebrate those who compose video game music. Welcome to the VG Embassy. and welcome to another episode of the VG Embassy. This is a show centered around video game music and the amazing online community of fans and podcasters that enjoy it. My name's Ed, and on each episode I'll take the role of Prime VGM Minister and invite a guest VG Ambassador onto the show to share with us their own video game music culture. Or I may share a part of my culture on a solo show. Today is the cutest, pinkest episode we've ever done on the VG Embassy because we're talking about Nintendo's very own Kirby. And I've got a number one Kirby fan here to talk about the little pink dynamo with me. Say hi, Logan. So, How you doing? Good. Good. This episode was your idea, right? Yep. Why did you want to do an episode on Kirby?
1: Because I thought that we wouldn't have a Kirby episode, so I just thought of it so because we haven't had any kirby episodes on vg embassy before
0: oh so you're not a fan of kirby you just wanted to do a kirby episode oh dad <laughs> i know That's you're a you're a super big fan of kirby right yep what was the first kirby game you remember playing
1: kirby's return to dreamland
0: okay so that was on the wii u yep and that was
1: and it came out on 2011
0: yeah and i remember
1: weird that was like the year i was born it
0: was the year you were born <laughs> and weird I remember when you were starting to get into video games and you started playing Mario on the Switch and stuff. I was like, maybe it wasn't even on the Switch. It was on the Wii U. You were playing some games on the Wii U. And I said, oh, Kirby's Return to Dreamlands on the Wii U. You would really like this. So I got it. And
1: I don't think I said this, but I think I remember saying, what's a Kirby?
0: What is a Kirby? So, well, Logan, what is a Kirby?
1: He... Think he's an amoeba? We have it up there somewhere.
0: <laughs> you think he's an amoeba?
1: A like four-inch
0: So, what does Kirby do? Like, first, describe what Kirby looks like.
1: He's like a sphere. If you if you know him and you play Kirby games, then you'll probably know who I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, he's a little. But if you
1: don't, Kirby's a little pink amoeba, and if he sucks up an enemy, he has that power.
0: Exactly. So he looks like a little pink blob. He's got two cute little eyes and a mouth. Yep. And then little little flappy fin like arms.
1: Like little like little oval arms. Yeah, and two two, like two little
0: blue the- shoes on the bottom. And a super big mouth. Yes. Yes.
1: For sucking up things.
0: So fans of Nintendo know who Masahiro Sakurai is. He's the mastermind behind all of the Nintendo Smash Brothers games, but did you know, Logan, that he created Kirby when he was only 19 years old?
1: Hmm. I think he just wanted to make up a new character.
0: He did. Well, he was making a game for Game Boy, and it was gonna be called Popopo. P-O-P-O-P-O. And he had a little circle character as the placeholder, like just a simple character that he can throw in there to, like, test out game design and stuff, and he was gonna replace it with a regular character afterwards. And he put the regular character in there and started playing the game and said, I really think that little circle character was cute, and I want to put him back in the game. So they put the placeholder character back in the game, and he became Kirby. Yep. And they named Kirby after a lawyer named John Kirby, who helped Nintendo with all their legal stuff when they were getting their feet off the ground way back in the day. So it was a little way to honor a guy who helped them out a lot. So pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Kirby's world, like who are his friends, what happens to Kirby. You watch the cartoon a lot, right? I used to. Yeah.
1: Now I'm into like YouTubers and stuff.
0: Yeah. So so tell me a little bit about what Kirby does, like who does he hang out with, who are his enemies?
1: Well, one time in um, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, he has to fight his friend Meta Knight. Just just for a battle to see who's stronger mm. and if he can get better.
0: Meta Knight's like one of his frenemies. Sometimes he's friendly and sometimes he's not. Really depends. I think he started off as an enemy and then yeah. later on in the series he started to become more friendly.
1: Yeah. And started to help him out with enemies.
0: Mm. How about some other enemies? Who else does he have um, spats with?
1: He has like Hornhead, Flame, Sword, Cutter, and also... There's also bosses, but his real enemy is King DDD.
0: Hmm. Who's King DDD?
1: He wants to like take Kirby, so he can like take over the world. Ah, I don't know okay. why. I don't know why villains want to take over the world. They
0: always want world domination. I guess they just want all the power and all the glory because they have big egos. But <laughs> yeah, and Kirby's a super powerful being. It can suck up things and take their powers and then use their powers. So. I guess that's why villains want... And and King Dedede's is a giant penguin who carries around a huge hammer. Yep. And in the...
1: But in Kirby Star Allies, there's like a little wand where you can choose something, but it's random, so... But it always goes slower. And I always choose Meta Knight because he can fly because he has wings yeah
0: metanite's one of my favorite guys to use in smash yeah. brothers too he's a really powerful character yeah yeah
1: especially the sword
0: yep all right so before we start talking about any more of the games in particular we have a pretty big show today we are going to go through all of the kirby main series games starting with the very first one and ending on super kirby clash which just came out a couple days ago
1: yeah Two days ago.
0: Yeah, on the Switch. and We've been playing that a yep. little bit, so we've got some of our opinions on that. So to yep. start off...
1: It's very fun. If you have a Nintendo Switch, download it right now.
0: Spoilers. We were going to talk about that at the end of the show. But I guess we'll talk about why it's so fun when we get to the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. That That's sounds That's better. <laughs> All right. So what is our first song that we're going to play from today?
1: Mount DDD. It came out on Kirby's Dream Land on the... Game Boy in 1992.
0: And it's composed by June Ishikawa. All right, we'll be right back.
1: Let's get in. (laughs) That was Stage 5, Mount DDD from Kirby's Gene Land. It came out on the Game Boy, 1992.
0: And that was composed by June Ishikawa. So, so the how we're doing this podcast today is uh, we're going to take little breaks while we listen to the music. And, uh, and play the game And play the games, because Logan's not totally familiar with all of them. And I feel mm. like it would be easy to get a good raw reaction immediately after playing the game rather than playing them all up front and then trying to keep them all straight when we record a podcast afterwards so we just took a little break and we played some kirby's dreamland but before that your pick of mount ddd is very interesting why did you pick this song
1: well because i i just like this the sound of this kind of chiptune track because it sounds very familiar from other games
0: oh like what other games
1: I don't remember the name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's got a very fast, kind of a rockin' sound, right? Yep. Yeah, this almost feels like a boss track. I think this is the track that plays when you're on one of the last levels as you're going to fight DDD, who's the who's the final boss in this game.
1: It's only on stage five.
0: Yeah, I think there's only five stages on this game. So this track was composed by Jun Ishikawa, who we're going to mention a lot in this podcast because he's kind of like the, the de facto main Kirby game composer. He came up with most of the melodies that we're going to be hearing and that are used throughout all the Kirby games. And I talked about him a lot, actually, way back on episode three, when I did a solo show featuring the soundtrack from the Super Nintendo game Hyperzone. He wrote the soundtrack to that and uh, talked a lot about his career and stuff. So go back and hit that episode if you want to learn more about Junichikawa and also hear an amazing SNES soundtrack from him. So we're going to hear a lot of his music, and a couple other composers will pop up here and there in this show as well. So getting into Kirby's Dream Land, Kirby's first ever appearance in a video game, what did you think we played like the first uh, we played the first stage in the first half of the second stage. What was yep. your impression?
1: It's pretty fun. It's like Kirby's return to dreamland.
0: yeah, except for some differences, right? What was different yep. about it?
1: There was different bosses and it's like they're not like the same as in Kirby's return to dreamland. They're not the same bosses at all.
0: What's the one big thing that's missing from this game?
1: Well, since it told it's all pixely, but that's not really big, the really big thing is that the colors don't really match that well.
0: Well, we were playing on a super yeah. Game boy, so it was uh, basically just making colors because the original game boy was was one color. It was just a green screen. So you got green, dark green, and even darker green. So this, this kind of, and even black. Yeah. So this made kind of a pinkish color,
1: darkest green and black.
0: Yeah. So in this, all the, all the enemies and Kirby were a pinkish color and the background was blue. And then there was some yellow and green for the, uh, the stage elements throughout.
1: There was also some purple.
0: Yeah. A little bit here and there, but, but the Mm, big, big major thing, what what was missing?
1: What was missing? What
0: was missing? What's Kirby's main power?
1: Everything! Everything what? Beam. Sword.
0: His copy ability. Beam. Yes! Yes, he doesn't have that in the first game.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it so dumb!
0: <laughs> but it was still fun, right? Yes. I mean, you can understand why people wanted more Kirby games after this one, right? Yeah. Because it's cute. Yeah, so all Kirby could really do is suck enemies up. He and could just... spit them back out.
1: Yep. In a form of a star. Yep,
0: and he can fly and yep. swim. But that was about it. Not yeah. too much going on.
1: And it's a very, very easy game, so... And he doesn't even need air.
0: Oh, when he's swimming. Yeah, he doesn't well, run yeah. out of what? He doesn't run out of air when he's swimming. But I don't think he no. ever does that in any of the games. Only Lamos like Sonic lose air when they're underwater.
1: lame <laughs> And also Mario.
0: Mario sometimes needs air. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: In the new um Mario game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we I think that, that started soon. in Mario 64. So, you want to move on to our next game? Yeah. what game do we have coming up next
1: well the track is Final Boss Nightmare from Kirby's Adventure came out on the NES on 1993 composed by
0: Hirokazu Ando, Junishikawa and Hiroaki Suga so Junishikawa remained the main composer but he of was like
1: every song except for the next one that we have to do
0: yeah just about so uh, we're gonna listen to Final Boss Nightmare from Kirby's Adventure on the NES
1: back that was final boss nightmare from kirby's adventure came out on the nes on 1993 composed by
0: hirokazu ando juni shikawa and Hidoraki suga you're picking some really fast bossy music from these games huh yep <laughs> that's your favorite stuff yes so kirby's music is usually very sweet and cartoony and you're picking some of the more like really gritty bossy stuff but i've got some picks coming up they're a little more cartoony and sweet sounding but yep. what did you like about this track so much
1: i just like the fast beat in them it sounds like a song that i listened to on a way to a long trip somewhere
0: cool this in one has car. a little bit more melody than the first one that we listened to yep. and that melody is a little more kirby sounding do 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 has some fun little and beats there. Yep. I like this one a lot. And this whole soundtrack is good, too. It incorporates a lot of the original melodies from the original Game Boy game and adds some extra percussion to it and really kind of ramps things up. And so what did you think about this game?
1: This game finally has Kirby's copyability. One year later, they made a Kirby game, Kirby's Adventure... And Kirby finally has his copy ability, which makes it so much more fun than the first Kirby game that ever came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. And it it adds a lot more to the gameplay. It adds a lot more fun because Kirby's not just a little dude who sucks enemies up and spits them out. Now he's got swords and fire and electricity and all sorts of really cool it's stuff. Spark. And spark. And they incorporate those abilities into the gameplay and the levels too. So
1: finally Aqua.
0: He has an Aqua ability?
1: Yeah. It's just farther in the game.
0: Oh, okay. And he has
1: Kirby Star allies.
0: I see. Speaking of Aqua, he has now the ability to swim up and down and left and right a little bit better, because he had some underwater elements in the original Game Boy game, but he would just kind of, like, walk underwater and then kind of, like, jump up, 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 up. But now he's actually got swimming animations and diving animations, and that looks really cool. mm, hmm, hmm. Well, yeah, but nobody can see your arms flapping around on the podcast, silly. I
1: know.
0: (laughs) That was cute, though. So we played, again, the first two levels, just to get you kind of familiar with it. And one of the parts... In the first level, you needed the spark ability to get a metamato, which fills your health, right? And that was that was one of the parts that we saw that you need to have an ability to get a certain thing. Yeah. So it's not uh, like the abilities were just kind of like thrown into the game. They actually added those abilities as gameplay elements, which was really cool. And I think that's why. People started really liking Kirby so much because it was was really simple and fun on the outside, but it had a lot of really cool, fun gameplay, right?
1: Of course!
0: Of course! So coming up next is Kirby's third appearance. What's that one called?
1: Well, this one is called Unused Song because it was unused from Kirby's Dream Land 2. It came out on the Game Boy in 1995, because one of the years had two Kirby games that weren't really, like, that he had an adventure to try to beat bosses. They're, like, a bowling game. They
0: weren't in the main series.
1: No. And there was also one year that no Kirby games came out, so it skipped two years.
0: Right. So this came out in 1995. Yep. And composed by Hirokazu Ando and a newcomer, Tadashi Ikigami.
1: Yep. Haven't heard of that one. So let's get into it. Thank you. That was Unused Song from Kirby's Dreamland 2. Came out on the Game Boy in 1995, composed by...
0: Hirokazu Ando and Tadashi Ikigami. So, Unused Song, this probably was going to be... What kind of song do you think this was going to be?
1: I thought this was going to be like one of the um, boss-level songs. So, I don't really know if it was going to be used.
0: It definitely sounds like a boss song. I don't yep. think it would be listening like to this Like the song
1: real and- final boss. Maybe.
0: Something like that. Or a boss that got cut from the final release of the game. Yeah, something. because it's pretty because, fast and intense.
1: Yeah, and might they might use that boss, but then a really good Kirby player, he tried to play it and he and he said it was too hard. Whoa. I think. I don't know. So I so I guess they just made it an unused song.
0: Yeah. So what did you think about Kirby's Dreamland Two?
1: It's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. It's another Game Boy game. Yep. So it looks very similar to the original.
1: There's a secret door somewhere in in the second level somewhere. And in a door, there's another door, which leads to a secret room. And I've been trying to get up into there. I got off the hamster with no powers. I tried to suck the blocks up, but they didn't suck up. So I just skipped that part. Yeah. Maybe in like... With a different power, you could use it. Like with, um... Smash.
0: Maybe. Yeah, so there's a there's a big room with this kind of rotating crystal in the middle. And the music gets all twinkly and, and nice-sounding.
1: Oh, well, not twinkly and nice-sounding. It sounds pretty creepy.
0: Do you me. think it was creepy? I can see that, too. Anyways, yeah, the, the blocks wouldn't wouldn't smash, so we have to figure out what to do at that point. But the game was really fun, and you mentioned a hamster, so there's new stuff in this game, right? Yep.
1: Also the ocean sunfish.
0: Yeah, so there's three different animal friends that you yep. can get. You want to tell me what they are?
1: There's the hamster, the owl, and the ocean sunfish. Rick, Koo, and Kine.
0: Yeah, Rick the hamster, Koo, the owl, and Kine... The ocean sunfish, and those give Kirby enhanced abilities, whether he's trying to run around on the land or fly in the sky or swim in the ocean. And they'll make each three of those abilities a little stronger. There's
1: also Kirby's Dreamland three, there's more. That's the next <laughs> sound we're going to be playing.
0: Yeah. So, um, were there any cool new abilities in Kirby's Dreamland two that you saw? Not no. really. Yeah, you pretty much just get fire and the umbrella, but I think the umbrella wasn't in the Nintendo game, right? I didn't I didn't see if that was They're all
1: the Nintendo. House. Kirby's own Nintendo.
0: The NES game. Kirby's Adventure is what I'm talking about.
1: Well, they just added that one, but it's not actually called Umbrella, it's called Carousel. Parasol. Yeah,
0: Parasol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: From Kirby's
0: a parasol, yeah, a parasol is a certain type of umbrella that is for fashion and for blocking the sun rather than yep. carrying and around And it's usually
1: the rain. black or red and white.
0: In the game, yeah. But parasols in real life are usually like a pinkish or a whitish. They're more of a, like a feminine fashion accessory. Yeah. Cool. Would you recommend people play Kirby's Dream Land Yes. Too? Yeah? You liked it? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to play the next one? Yes. All right, well, what do we got coming up next?
1: We got Candy Mountain from Kirby's Superstar. Came out on the SNES in 1996. Composed by.
0: Uh, this one's Jun Ishikawa and Dan Miyakawa. Let's take a listen.
1: We'll be right back. Welcome back. That was Candy Mountain from Kirby Superstar. Came out on the NES on 1996. SNES on 1996. (laughs) Keep getting them confused because it's NES, SNES.
0: Yeah. And that was composed by Jun Ishikawa and Dan Miyakawa. This is more like what the early levels of Kirby music sound like, right? Very bubbly, very happy. Yep. Very fast and frenetic. What did you like about this song?
1: It just sounds nice. And, like, calm, fun music.
0: Not like boss music where it's, like, angry. No. This is just, like, strolling through a world. Yeah, because
1: there are really no things that are like that right now in that game.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know if there's too many really crazy, evil-sounding boss music in Kirby Superstar. I do know that there are a lot of different games you can play though and a lot of them are really fun and a lot of them are really hard too mm-hmm. so you were you were struggling on one of the games which one was that
1: Gourmet Race yeah
0: King Ddd's Gourmet Race
1: yep Basically it's just the, called Gourmet Race yeah
0: the object of the game is you have to speed run a level and collect as much food as you possibly can yep and you're racing against King DDD. Dedede, and DDD's really 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 good even on the first level so yeah. you have to, like, memorize everything. Isn't he
1: supposed to be very slow since he's very fat?
0: I know, but I guess he's not. He's a
1: fat penguin. He's a
0: fat penguin that can run really, really fast.
1: That's real well weird.
0: But this game has a lot of different games in it, right? Yeah. What, what, what were some of the games that you played?
1: Megaton Punch.
0: Mm-hmm. What's that one about?
1: It's like a game where you try to punch the planet apart so you could get different things to do in that because we don't really have all of them. There's two more things that we still don't have in there.
0: Oh well, when you start Kirby Superstar, yeah, there's two games that you need to unlock, and that's by beating two of the main games. So Megaton Punch is one of the like side games. It's just a series of uh, meters that go up, and you have to get three meters at the exact right time. To so punch you, the whole planet. And you punch the what was it? Superstar Planet, Star Planet, Star Pop Pop Star. It's Star Star Superstar. Kirby Superstar? It's Popstar! Okay, so you punch Popstar as hard as you can, and you try to crack it in half, and you see how good your punch was compared to your enemy's punch. Yep. And uh, you can play one player or two players, so that's pretty cool. Yep. There's another one called Samurai Kirby, where you do a duel, and as soon as an exclamation point appears on the screen, you have to press a button as fast as you can.
1: Yeah. And the faster like, one even, wins. Like, if it takes like zero seconds for you to like zero milliseconds to press it like right like right before it it shows up press it and then you would beat them
0: yeah exactly <laughs> because
1: they don't press it in one in one millisecond that's just impossible to program
0: yeah the computer would be way too hard to beat if it was that fast and then there are yep. a couple of other games like the great cave offensive and spring breeze and what's the other one dynablade yep and those games Xenoblade. are more like the traditional Xenoblade Kirby and games.
1: Spring Greens are the two main games. Spring, Spring Greens. Yep.
0: And they involve Kirby copying powers, and you have some other new abilities in this game, right? What are they?
1: Fighter. Rock. Rock's new. Rock's new. And I don't remember the other
0: one. Yeah, but then you also have... What's the other regular ability that you have?
1: The other regular ability?
0: You can have what?
1: Well, there's another super ability called Crash. It was in Kirby's Adventure and um, Kirby's Dreamland 2, but not in Kirby's Dreamland.
0: Yeah. Now you can also have helpers, right? Yep. So you can take a power and make an enemy out of it and have him follow you around.
1: Yep. And help you.
0: And he'll help you and he has his own energy bar. And then well, it's plus, a frenemy. Yeah, a frenemy. Plus, you can get your own power too. So you can be Sword Kirby and you can have a Sword Fighter or somebody else following you around.
1: Or Sir Kebble.
0: Yeah, whoever you want. Yep. So it gives you double the advantage. And the helpers seem to be pretty smart, too. They know how to avoid damage, and they know when to attack the enemies. So we're having yep. some fun with that. And then the Great Cave Offensive is kind of almost like a adventure game, almost like Super Metroid style, where you have to wander this gigantic cave system, collecting as many treasures as you can, and beat the game, finding as close to the 60 treasures that are hidden around the cave. And they all have a dollar amount. And the greater your gold amount, the better the ending you get. And I think if you get a good enough amount of gold, then you unlock one of the hidden games in the game. So, really fun game, really good music. What would you think about the graphics?
1: It's pretty smooth, but not as smooth as, like, Super Kirby Clash.
0: Oh, well, right, because that's a Switch game, so that's going to have smoothy smooth polygons. And this is going to be a little more pixelated because it's on the Super Nintendo, right? Yep. Exactly. The
1: more pixely it is, the more round you get.
0: The higher the resolution, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, would you want to play this game some more? Really? Yeah, okay. I do have the actual cartridge for this game, so we can play it on a real Super Nintendo. (sighs) Amazing, right?
1: Super Nintendo Entertainment
0: System. That's what it's called. Yep. All right.
1: We have one over there.
0: Are you ready to play the next game and talk about the next song? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What's coming up next?
1: Iceberg from Kirby's Dream Land 3 came out on the SNES on 1997.
0: Composed by, again, Mr. June Ishikawa. All right, yep. let's take a listen.
1: We'll be right back. That was Iceberg from Kirby's Dreamland 3, came out on the SNES at 1997.
0: Again, composed by June Ishikawa. Why'd you choose this track?
1: You chose it.
0: Why did I choose this track? I don't know. <laughs> so, that was a really groovy little tune. It plays on the map during the iceberg levels. And I don't know, I just like the, the really funky bass line and the, the nice little horn stabs bump 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 what'd you think of it i
1: just like it it's pretty cool
0: yeah it's not much like uh some of the other kirby songs so i felt like it would be cool
1: nope (laughs) it's literally cool because
0: it's iceberg i get it nice one (laughs) so you played this game a little i don't think i've ever played this game before so we both kind of both experienced it for the first time together and uh, what do you think?
1: Um it's pretty fun. Yeah. I highly recommend you should play it.
0: <laughs> now what's what's a little bit different about this game? Like how does it look?
1: It's more smooth than the other games that we played.
0: Yeah, the art style is a little bit like a kid's storybook or something, right? It's like watercolor artwork.
1: It's not watercolor.
0: No. Doesn't look like it. Like maybe like colored pencils? Oh. No. What does it, it looks, look like to you?
1: It looks just like colored stamps. <laughs>
0: Okay, like a like a stampy, but it looks like kind of like inky, right? It doesn't look like yeah. video game graphics. No. Yeah, it looks like something you might see in a book. Yep. And any, any new ways to play in this one?
1: There's more, um, things to copy.
0: More powers you can get? Yep. And what about, who's that gooey guy? Gooby? What's his name? It's Gooey. Gooey? What does he do?
1: He doesn't suck, he licks. Like, he sticks his tongue out, and it's really far, so, um... So he can take in enemies, but he can't copy, so he has to spit him out.
0: I see. But
1: if he, but if he does swallow a um, copyable enemy, it just doesn't do anything. He's already a copyable enemy.
0: Gotcha. So how did you know his but, name when he's appeared? Is he in other games?
1: In um, Super Kirby Clash, it's Gooey. In the sticker.
0: Oh, so you recognized him from the stickers you can earn in Super Kirby Clash. Yep. I see. But we'll
1: talk about that later.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I guess now you know where he came from.
1: Yep. I already knew where he came from.
0: <laughs> oh, pretty cool. So other than that, there's not too he came much... came from
1: the land of goo.
0: He came from the land of goo. <laughs> Interesting. So uh, other than that, there's not too much that we noticed that was new... In Kirby's Dreamland 3. It just felt like another episode in Kirby's adventure series with some cool new artwork. You get some new friends, right? We were we were using Rick the Hamster, but there are some other animals that you can befriend along the way.
1: Um Nago the cat, he's twice the size of Kirby, and he can also roll up into a ball and roll him around. Cool. And pitch? The bird, he's the smallest of Kirby's animal friends. He can do powerful attacks. When he has a copy ability, he can fly to, but he's not the strongest against winds. And Choo Choo, the octopus, he can cling to the ceiling. Also, weights Kirby down when he attempts to fly. So, there's just three
0: more. Yeah, so you have Rick, Koo, and Kine from the original Kirby's Dream Land 2. And then you get three new Nago, Pitch, and Choo Choo from Kirby's Dream Land 3. So that's pretty cool. Yep. A whole bunch of different friends now. And then you have two two different types of each. So if you want to do some flying, you can either choose Koo, who's really strong against strong winds, but can't do any copying. Or you can choose Pitch, who can do copying and have attack abilities, but isn't good against strong winds. So that's pretty neat. Yep. Okay, I think we're ready to move on to the next one.
1: Which is Neostar from Kirby 64 on the Nintendo 64, which is obvious, it's 64. The Crystal Shards came out in 2000, composed by Jun Ishikawa and...
0: Hirokazu Ando.
1: Let's get into it. Let's go. Welcome back. That was Neostar from Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. It came out on the Nintendo 64 in 2000, composed by June Ishikawa and
0: Hirokazu Ando. Correct. Correct. What'd you think of this song?
1: Best song ever.
0: Best song ever? It's a really good song, isn't it? Yeah. I really like the, um, the bass. Dum dun dun, dun 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 and it's got the little choruses over the top it's very like energetic but it doesn't feel so crazy and foreboding it's like positive and energetic right yeah yeah anything else you like in particular about it
1: i just like the um where it goes like that part
0: (laughs) the melody part yep yeah it's really good It feels like the melody is very kind of wistful and dreamy.
1: But the bass is going like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's going pretty intensive. Yeah. It's pretty cool. This game is pretty neat. So what's different about this game from the other games you've played so far?
1: Well, Kirby's in 3D.
0: He's in 3D.
1: Finally. He's an
0: actual ball this time, not just a circle.
1: Yeah. And finally, now it's round. We're getting into the round games now.
0: No more pixely stuff?
1: Nope. Those pixely games are out of business. Well, I don't know
0: about <laughs> that. We got some games on the DS coming up that are.
1: Well, 2D. but not pixelated.
0: Yeah, they're a little higher resolution. Yeah. Yeah.
1: More pixels, which means more circular things.
0: Does blockier graphics mean that the games are bad? Yeah. Yeah? You think so?
1: Well, like the old games, those are like 8 bit.
0: What about the original Kirby's Dream Land game? Do you think that's bad just because it's on the Game Boy?
1: The smooth definition is not really that smooth.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Not as smooth as today's technology. Well,
0: what I'm saying is, just because it's not smooth, does that make the game less fun? Or can it still be fun even though it's It can blocky? still
1: be fun, but it's... It's like... It's a little... Like, it's a little less fun than more rounder games, because then you can actually see what's in the background.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And not just see pixely things.
0: (laughs) So you like to have a pretty picture when you play games that makes the game more fun for you. Yep. I see. Okay, that makes sense.
1: And less distracting on where? On how the pixels are, and I'm like, what's in the What is that in the back?
0: (laughs) And meanwhile, you're getting beat up by enemies in the foreground. Yep. Yeah, okay. I understand.
1: I'm getting beat up dead. And then I was like, oh, guess I was... Paying attention too much to the background. Yeah,
0: yeah. So about all the the way to the beginning. (laughs) About the gameplay in Kirby 64, it's a little bit slower, isn't it?
1: Mm, Not really.
0: It feels like there's a little less going on. There's not as much platforming. There's a lot of like straight line walking.
1: You're not actually going straight. You're actually curving. Well, that's true.
0: That's true. You're you're following winding paths, even though it's still like a 2D style gameplay in yeah, a 3D it, world. Yeah. Any neat abilities that you saw?
1: Well, for Cutter, it's actually pretty creepy. He, like his face comes off and it spins around yeah. and then it comes back on. He
0: throws half of his own body away. <laughs> it turns into <laughs> a boomerang. It's really strange.
1: Yeah, and creepy.
0: How, how about the game's difficulty?
1: Pretty easy.
0: It is pretty easy. Like you,
1: all the other games that we're gonna play. <laughs>
0: you were blowing through the levels without even getting hit, just using the, the spike ability.
1: And flame
0: and flame too yeah and the bosses were going down pretty easy so hey yeah. you know we didn't play With the very
1: spike it's like boom boom and you're done yep yep but sometimes it's like boom 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 done
0: right we didn't play very far two. so maybe it gets a little more difficult as we go on
1: yeah because we were only on level one stage three mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how far we got yeah but
0: it was really like silly crazy easy like even easier silly than the, easy levels on the other games
1: <laughs> silly crazy Silly
0: crazy easy <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this was the only Kirby N64 game. And after that it moved on to some handheld systems and then the Wii U and there's been a Kirby game on every single system Nintendo's Mostly ever released. Single. I think everything except for the Virtual Boy. Yeah. There's no Virtual Boy Kirby games. They probably would have planned one if the Virtual Boy had been more successful, but Yeah,
1: and not only just red pixelated pictures moving around.
0: Kirby's gotta be pink. He can't just be red, right? Well, so that
1: would, red would... Pink and red are kind of the same. It's just adding white to it.
0: True, true.
1: So, I guess it could, but... We could
0: just pretend he was pink even though he was red. If he was a yeah. virtual boy.
1: They should actually make a new virtual boy. Like a virtual reality boy.
0: They kind of did with the 3D goggles for the Switch that came with the it's Nintendo Labo. It's not Lobo. really a
1: virtual boy because you can... Because... When you turn, it shows, but with the Virtual Boy, it's just, like, two pictures, and then that makes into one picture, and if you move around, it doesn't, it doesn't change. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: not motion sensing. It's just, like, no. Fair enough.
1: It's just, like, two pictures. What about the
0: 3DS? That's kind of two pictures on one screen that turns it into a 3D picture.
1: Well... So could you
0: say the 3DS is a new Virtual Boy?
1: Not really.
0: No, because it doesn't attach to your face? No. Okay. If I strapped a 3DS to my face, could I call it a Virtual Boy?
1: No, you wouldn't. You would have to have special goggles for 3DS Virtual Boys.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Will you hear that, Nintendo? Make a new Virtual Boy for one eight-year-old kid. That's probably the only one who wants one.
1: I just want to see what it looks like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's move on to our next game. What have we got coming up?
1: Area 3, Cabbage Cabin from Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, came out on the Game Boy Advance in 2004. Composed by.
0: Let's see, new composers Atsuyoshi Isimura and Hironobu Inagaki.
1: Welcome back, that was Area 3, Cabbage Cavern, from Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, came out on the Game Boy Advance in 2004, composed by
0: Atsuyoshi Isemura and Hironobu Inagaki. Funky, funky grooves in this one. This is a remix of the original NES Forest Area track, and I really like what they did with it. It's got a nice swing to it. What do you like about it?
1: I like that it goes like...
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. swing I'm talking about. It sounds yep. a little more funkified than the yeah, original.
1: It really does.
0: <laughs> and it's on a Game Boy Advance. So normally the Game Boy Advance doesn't sound that good. It sounds really gritty. But on this, it sounds really nice and clear and poppy.
1: Yeah, the one we have is a Game Boy Advance SP. Right. So it sounds a little more clear and not gritty at all. It's still pretty quiet when you turn it up to the max. Yeah. But...
0: That's just the way it is. Yep. You can put in headphones if you want. Yeah. Mm. Or you can just listen to the VG Embassy and we'll play the song there.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I did not play this game very much, and you did. Tell me a little bit. I played it this
1: morning, I think.
0: Yeah, tell me a little bit about it.
1: Well, first, it's like a story, and then when you go into one of the mirrors... It shows a little story of, like, normal Meta Knight trying to help the Amazing Mirror, but then Shadow Meta Knight comes in and drops him out, and then he shatters the uh, Amazing Mirror. So, that's just the beginning.
0: Hmm. And what happens to Kirby when the Amazing Mirror shatters? Doesn't he get split into four different Kirbys?
1: Yeah. Four different colored Kirbys, red, yellow, and green.
0: And the regular pink, right? Yep. So how does that work? So when you're playing the game, how do you use the four different Kirbys?
1: If you want them to come back, use the R button.
0: So you can call them in to help? Yep. So you can give the different Kirbys different power-ups, right? If, so you could be like a fire Kirby, and then you can have your one of your other colored Kirbys be like a sword Kirby. And if you need yeah. somebody with a sword, you can switch over or call him in and let him do his they
1: thing. They all have to come in. Okay. So that would be amazingly helpful
0: it sure would with four kirby's on the screen at once that would be crazy yep
1: if you needed a flame sword and cupid which is new yeah it's not it's not in the
0: what's the cupid power
1: the cupid power is like you could like without like sucking in a bunch of air and floating once you press the jump button up twice they just float and you could float around
0: oh so it's like kirby with wings basically yeah that's pretty cool. Does he have like a bow and arrow to shoot yep. guys with? Angel Kirby. Mhm. <laughs> and so the gameplay is not really linear. You don't just go from one stage to the next stage to the next stage, right? Almost kind of like of uh, like a Metroidvania, you can wander from area to area. It feels almost kind of like The Messenger, like the second part of The Messenger, where the, the whole world kind of opens up, and you can go around to different places and find the bosses and mm-hmm. beat them instead of just having a boss at the end yeah, of each stage. Yeah, I haven't stage. played that. Yeah. Yeah, the first part starts off pretty linear, but then you'll notice that there are multiple doors you can go in in some rooms, and they will take you to entirely different places. Yep. So what did you think about this game? Was it fun? Mm-hmm. Kirby controlled pretty well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. This game looks really good, and it plays really good. I was really impressed. And it
1: even sounds really good. And
0: it sounds really good. Not if
1: you have a normal Game
0: Boy (laughs) Advance. It's very gritty. Listening to it out of your stereo speakers when you're listening to a podcast probably sounds a little better than out of the Game Boy Advance speakers, right? Yep. You haven't used a Game Boy Advance too much, so I'm sure it's not as impressive as the Switch when you're carrying it around.
1: Of course not. (laughs) Why would it be?
0: Of course. It's like... 25 years older
1: it didn't come out 25 years later about
0: 20 years ago ish yeah so anyways would you like to move on to our next song
1: Yup. it's mad mechanism from kirby canvas curse came out on the ds in 2005 composed by june ishikawa
0: and tadashi ikegami
1: let's take a listen That was Mad Mechanism from Kirby the Canvas Curse. Came out on the DS in 2005, composed by Jun Ishikawa.
0: And Tadashi Ikigami. You at least know Jun Ishikawa's name, so that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What'd you think about this song?
1: It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, this is a remix of the Factory theme from Kirby 64, and Mad Mechanism definitely sounds like the song sounds, right? Mm-hmm it's got really crazy industrial percussion. What did you like about the song?
1: It doesn't really have a fast beat, but it sounds like it does because of the sound.
0: There's a lot of like backbeat to it, right? The tempo is actually kind of slow, but it's got a lot of really crazy stuff going on.
1: But the part that makes it sound like is the, it's like a slow beat, but the that kind of makes it sound like the beat is more fast.
0: Because the drums are going faster than the melody. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's actually a pretty slow beat.
0: Totally agree. And for a sequenced uh, Nintendo DS track, it's uh, it's really impressive because there's a lot of different sound effects and different effects on different notes and stuff. So this is a really cool soundtrack for a really different kind of game. So this one isn't just a normal Kirby game, right? No. So explain to me in it's your like... way... How do you play this game?
1: Well, like if you tap on him, he he goes even faster, but when you tap an enemy, they stop so <laughs> so when the when Kirby is slow, he can hit them, then they just die out.
0: Right, so let's back up a little bit. Kirby, does he walk back and forth?
1: He doesn't walk.
0: No, what does he, he do? He rolls. He rolls. Kirby is like an uncontrollable ball. I guess he's kind of controllable. So he starts rolling forward and you can't make him stop.
2: No.
0: All you can do is use the stylus and you can use the stylus to tap on enemies to stun them so that Kirby can roll over them. You can tap on Kirby so he can either roll forward really fast or use a copy ability power that he got from a stunned enemy. Or if you drag the stylus on the stage, then what happens?
1: It turns into the line, so he... Like, if you want to make it jump, you draw it, like, from straight to to up.
0: Right. So it draws a rainbow line on the screen, and then Kirby, as the ball, will ride on that line. But you can use the line in a whole bunch of different ways. You can use it as a bridge. You can use it as a jump. You can draw a line in front of cannons that are firing at Kirby to block the bullets. Yep. You can use it as a wall to turn him around so that he doesn't fall off a cliff or go into some spikes. So the whole object of the game is to guide Kirby through the stages using these rainbow lines and trying to get the copy abilities. And I think there's also... And stunning. And stunning the enemies, too. And yep. I think there's a whole bunch of medals along each level, too, right, that you can get. And you, yep. if you get all the medals, then you get a full completion for the course. So it's pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. Even the tutorial... Uh, You died a couple times during the tutorial just trying to figure out how to control everything. Yeah, just the second one. Yeah, it's a very unique game, and it's a lot of fun.
1: Really fun.
0: Really fun, yeah. I think you want to play more of this too, right? Yeah. You you got really, really hooked on Kirby Superstar on the Super Nintendo. You were having a lot of fun with that one, right? Yeah,
1: because it has a lot.
0: Anything else you want to say about Kirby Canvas Curse before we move on to our next?
1: Not really. That's really all I got.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty simple game. Yep. And uh, really good graphics, though, and the the music is really Really. good. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, it's a game that will be a lot of challenge if you want to try to get through the end of it. So let's move on to our next game. This is another DS game, but this one's a little bit more of a traditional style game. What's coming up?
1: (laughs) It's What Lies in Space from Kirby Squeak Squad came out on the DS in two thousand and six, composed by
0: Let's see a whole bunch of composers here, so Shogo Sakai, Junishikawa, Tadashi Ikigami, and Hirokazu Ando.
1: Because What Lies in Space from Kirby, Squeak Squad came out on the DS on 19, I mean not 19, 2006, composed by
0: Shogo Sakai, Jun Ishikawa, Tadashi Ikigami, and Hirokazu Ando.
1: That's still a lot.
0: A lot of composers on this one.
1: Yeah, maybe they wanted to do different parts.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of music in this game. Yeah. And I love this song. I think this is my favorite in the show. So far, I love that bass line. It's mm. so cool. It sounds so good. There's a couple different parts in this song. That B section, the part where the song changes up a little bit, is my favorite part. What did you like about it?
1: The part where it goes... That part.
0: Oh, the synths? hmm Yeah, that's kind of part of the, the B section, too. Really good tune. There's
1: also a C section.
0: Yes. Yeah, actually, there is three parts to this song. Yeah. And then it loops. But uh, this is a really good soundtrack. It's got a ton of all-star composers. I think this is the first Kirby game that Shogo Sakai worked on. He's one of my favorite composers, actually. He was in the last episode of My Favorite Composers. And I played a song from, I think, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. We've got another one of those tracks coming up later on in the show. And Shikawa wrote all of the original tunes for Kirby, and he's here doing some composing as well. And then Tadashi Ikigami came in a little later on, and Hirokazu Ando came in on the second game. So really all-star cast of Kirby composers, along with relative newcomer Shogo Sakai to round out the whole thing. And I think Shogo Sakai really excels in instrumentation choice, and I think he probably worked a lot in helping make these songs sound very rich and vibrant. Mm -hmm. So, what did you think about this game, sir?
1: It's really fun. Like, if you haven't already played this, there's another one called Here Come the Squeaks, and that's when you steal the big treasure chest, and not just the red and gold one. There's a black one with gold and a red gem.
0: So, you're trying to steal treasure chests in this game? You
1: get that one, and then you fight... One of the squeaks. Hmm. But the real main part of the game is to try and get Kirby's cake back.
0: He goes on this whole adventure just to get a cake? Yeah. Wow. Because
1: he really wanted it.
0: I guess it must be a really tasty cake. Yeah. It's so so a
1: strawberry shortcake.
0: Well, <laughs> pfft. obviously, then it's definitely worth getting back. Strawberry shortcakes are delicious.
1: Yeah. So uh, who- especially for Kirby.
0: So who are the squeaks? I thought the squeaks were friendly guys. Nope. Oh. They're bad guys? Yep. So are they like the bosses in the game?
1: Well, yeah, but there's also King Ddd
0: I see. So are the Squeaks working for King Dedede? No. Oh.
1: They're both bad guys, but they don't work for each other.
0: Two different bad guy factions versus Kirby. Who's going to win?
1: Kirby. Of
0: course. Does Kirby ever lose?
1: No! <laughs> I mean, he might, he might run out of lives, but then you could press continue, and then you could on going
0: yeah yeah so any any new things in this game aside from the squeaks any new elements of gameplay
1: well the chests
0: well he's got treasure chests i mean there no, were treasure like, chests in superstar
1: you have to suck them up
0: you suck up the chest so yeah, that's new and then they
1: go into your inventory
0: oh well that's pretty new
1: so when you finish the game they you get to open them up
0: when you finish the level Mm-hmm. I see. I see. So that's cool. It uses the DS bottom screen as an inventory. So basically, like the in- so the bottom screen is Kirby's belly.
1: But there might be a bubble in there.
0: Well, then he's got gas.
1: No. <laughs> it's the inventory. He well, sucks
0: them up. But where does it go? It goes in his belly, and then the bottom screen is the inventory screen, but it's also his belly screen. No. That's what it looks like to me, anyway. It's
1: not. There's blue and there's stars and everywhere. Oh,
0: so maybe Kirby sucks things into an alternate dimension. No! Of course not! So so what is it?
1: He's already a defender of the earth from a different dimension.
0: Fair enough. So I guess it just goes to a mystery spot.
1: Yes! That's what... I don't even know.
0: That's what you've been trying to say? Yes. (laughs) Let's go on to the next one. Wait, hold on. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this inventory thing. So I saw some YouTube video of the game and it looks like when Kirby sucks things up and goes into his inventory that you can like use the stylus and like combine things and yeah. oh, okay. So that's pretty cool.
1: I just use my finger.
0: Yeah, well, that's fine.
1: Finger stylus, they both have the same thing to touch with.
0: Gotcha. So the so the new element of gameplay here is that you have kind of almost like a like a adventure game kind of inventory management. Yep. With items that you can use to get through the levels I guess. Yep. Make you more powerful. Yep. To unblock things and stuff. Yep. Very cool. This game looks really and good. And you
1: could also like if you have like a chicken in a bubble and a cherry in a bubble you could fuse them together to make a metamato and then you might have a bubble metamato and a, another bubble meta metamato that you fused. I don't know what that makes.
0: Wow cool. I make
1: a Completely different double metamato. So
0: it's like Kirby crafting. Yep. That's very In neat. In the bottom. I did not know that you could make a metamato with a chicken and a cherry.
1: If you fuse any two um, foods that that are like health, you can make anything. You can make... You can always make metamatoes.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So you're basically just taking two power-ups and making a better power-up. Mm-hmm. Understandable. All right, well, Kirby's squeak squad looks really good it animates really well there's lots of vibrant color this is a really quality made game and yeah. i didn't care much about it when it came out and uh i think a lot of people passed it by but it's definitely worth a play
1: yeah but it's still a little pix pixie
0: yeah people like pixels sometimes old folks like me that grew up with pixels we don't mind the pixels so much we kind of like I do. the pixels i know you like high resolution stuff yeah but that's fine really but you like chiptune music yeah Okay, so like old music and new graphics. Yep. That works.
1: hmm
0: All right, let's move on to our next one. What do we got coming up, dude?
1: Dusk Dunes, Frigid Fjords, Off-Roader from Kirby's Epic Yarn came out on the Wii and the 3DS on 2010 composed by...
0: Composed by Tomoya Tomita. And I think, yeah, it's Dusk Dunes, Frigid Fjords, and Off-Roader. This is the, the three areas that this song plays. Yep. All right, let's take a listen.
1: We'll be right back. was Dusk Dunes, Frigid Fjords, and Off Roader from Kirby's Epic Yarn. Came out on the Wii in three DS. And on a three DS it's um Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Came out in 2010, composed by
0: Tomoya Tomita, lead composer of the company, Good Feel, which also made Yoshi's Woolly World one of your other favorite games. Yep. We
1: already did that one. Make sure you listen to it. (laughs) We did that one? Yeah. When we were on vacation.
0: Oh, yeah. You played a couple of songs from that when we did the Washington, D.C. trip. Yeah. I remember that now. I think that was on Pixelated Audio. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So go down to Pixelated Audio and don't forget to listen to that one. Exactly. It's pretty fun. I'm also on it. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Yeah. Because it's Yoshi. Who doesn't like Yoshi? I mean, a lot of people.
0: Weirdos don't like Yoshi. Everybody likes Yoshi. So what did you think of this song?
1: It's pretty good. I chose it.
0: Yeah. This is the song that plays when you are in the vehicle, like you're in the off-roader when you're doing some of the faster-paced stuff in this game, because this game's a pretty slow pace. And the song is just drums and piano, so it's pretty rich sound for just having two instruments in it. I like that it has a lot of get-up-and-go, and I like that the beat is nice and fast, This whole soundtrack is very uh, acoustic. So, usually Kirby games have lots of synthesizers and like bubbly happy sounds. This entire soundtrack is orchestral and just like piano and drums, maybe some acoustic guitar. It's very light and fluffy feeling, right? Yep. Yeah. So, here's a game. Describe this game in three words for me
1: Fun yarn. Kirby
0: (laughs) fun yarn Kirby okay that works for me
1: a fun Kirby yarn
0: a fun Kirby yarn so so describe this game a little bit how is it different from the normal Kirby games
1: well he's yarn
0: he's made of yarn yeah what else
1: he doesn't have the sucking ability. Right. Because if he does, the air will go right through him.
0: And shows that right in the it's intro. Because
1: just a circle.
0: Yep, it's just a hollow circle made of yarn. Yep. And the whole world is made of yarn and arts and crafts and stuff. Yeah. And because he's hollow, when he tries to suck enemies in, the air just goes right through his body. Yep. So what does he have to do instead?
1: He has a special star whip. Made of yarn. Yes.
0: Yes. And what does it do to the enemies?
1: It squeezes them and... And rips them to shreds.
0: Yeah, kind of unravels them, right? Yep. And then what else, instead of his copy ability, what does he have in this game?
1: Um, just a whip. And also the car and the pound.
0: The car and the pound. and The car
1: is the dash, and the pound is like... is like when you're in the air, push down, and he will pound like... Meow.
0: Yeah, it's his slam attack. Yeah. Like when you have the rock ability on the regular Kirby games. Yep. And he can also turn into a submarine... And he can turn it into a tank, and there's a whole bunch of different stuff that he can do. Yeah, yeah. But the
1: tank is really violent to Wispy Woods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the tank shoots for, like yarn missiles. That stuff. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's like. <laughs> and the ground Kirby thought in his mind. He said, "This grass. It feels like pants."
0: That's right, because the grass <laughs> was made of fabric. Yeah. He's like, "This grass feels like pants." But in the British version, what does it say?
1: It feels like trousers.
0: <laughs>
1: feels like trousers.
0: Trous. Trousergrass.
1: grass.
0: So, uh, this game has a two-player mode, too, yeah. where one player can play as Kirby, and who's the second player?
1: Prince Fluff.
0: Yeah, so Masahiro Sakurai also developed this game, same guy who created Kirby, and he was originally just going to make a Prince Fluff game, and...
1: until so Nintendo joined in and put kirby in it
0: yep they said why don't we stick kirby in this this seems like a kirby kind of game and they were like yeah sure we'll call it kirby's epic yarn and there it was
1: well they probably didn't say that at the beginning they probably thought of the name like kirby's yarn world and that didn't sound that great
0: yeah they probably had some generic stuff that didn't sound as good
1: like kirby's yarn adventure yeah, I, I mean, that could be a game, but it probably won't be as fun. So they, they tried harder and harder and finally came up with um, Kirby's Epic Yarn and Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn.
0: Yeah, do you know what an Epic Yarn is? No. An Epic Yarn is a another way of saying a really incredible story. Like when somebody spins a yarn, it's a, that's a way of saying... It's, it's figurative language. It means that you're telling a story. I'm going to spin you a yarn. I'm going to tell a story to you. So when it's an epic yarn, they're telling you an epic story. So it makes sense, right? Because the game is made of yarn, and it's also a story starring Kirby. Clever, right? What
1: about the extra epic?
0: Well, then it's even better.
1: Extra epic the, story. On the 3DS,
0: it's mostly the same game, but it's obviously in 3D. And it's got, I think, some extra the features.
1: The 3D... The 3D thing doesn't work.
0: Oh, there's no 3D in it? That's right. They made a couple games towards the end of the 3 dss life that didn't use the 3D feature because they used it for extra power to make better games out of it. Yeah. Anyways, it's a very fun game. Yep. Definitely a different type of Kirby experience. And definitely worth playing. Yep. Right? All right, mm-hmm. so we were talking about generic names before. Speaking of which, what's our next game?
1: Well, the music is Cave Area from Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Came out on the Wii U. In 2011.
0: This one's composed by Hirokazu, Ando, and
1: Jun Ichi Ishikawa.
0: There we go. All right, we'll be right back.
1: was Cave Area from Kirby's Return to Dreamland Came out on the Wii in 2011, composed by Hirokazu Andu and Jun Ishikawa.
0: Nice job. First try. What'd you <laughs> think of this track? Pretty good. Yeah. Mm, this was your pick. Yep, super energetic, very rich synths. A nice, steady beat. I was looking at some YouTube comments underneath a uh, video of this song and a whole bunch of people were saying, Oh, wait, this reminds me of Sonic 2. Oh, wait, no, this reminds me of Bonk. No, this reminds me of Mega Man Network Transmission. I think it's got that kind of quality to it where it just sounds like a lot of different modern video game music. Kind of i I'm not going to say generic, but just a very traditional style video game track. And... It's fun. It's got a nice little build-up, and then it gets a little bit sweeter towards the middle, right before the loop. Yep. I enjoy it a lot. And very nice groove. This whole soundtrack is very good. Of course, Shikawa and Hirokazu Ando have worked on most of the Kirby games, and they are veterans of the series at this point. They've been working on Kirby for over a decade, so... This was a fun Wii game. I think this was the first real widescreen quote unquote modern style Kirby game. You were playing this a bunch last night. What did you think of it?
1: It was really good. We well, when you guys were saying to turn it off, I was playing a game called Scope Shot.
0: And that's in the Kirby's game? Yeah. What's that all about?
1: It's like a mini game. When you go into um Malagar's ship and you go down the ladder. It brings you to a thing where you can play three different games, but you have to unlock the third one. But the ones that are already open are Scope Shot and Ninja Dojo.
0: Oh so Ninja Dojo, is that similar to the one that's on Kirby Superstar? I
1: haven't played it yet. Oh okay. So I don't know.
0: Okay. But well, what's Scope Shot like?
1: It's like you're um using a rocket um launcher and on the third one it's really hard. And if you're a really good aimer with the Wii remote, you have to like point where you want to
0: shoot okay is it one of those games where like something's in the distance and you have to time it so that it hits at the right point while they're moving across the screen
1: well it's kind of like a robot and you have a time limit so you have to destroy them before the time is out and the third one it only gives you like 60 seconds whoa and it's a really hard one
0: yeah that must be rough
1: so if you're a master at it Tell us.
0: (laughs) You can probably... Tell us
1: the secrets. I wonder
0: if you can unlock the third game by beating the first two, or if you have to do something in the real game. You have to
1: complete the real game.
0: You have to complete the real game? Yeah. So speaking of the real game, what is the deal with the real game? Is it just a straight-up regular Kirby game? Is there anything new? Any new features they added to the Kirby game?
1: Definitely a lot. Like what? There's finally Leaf and Needle. Well, there was Needle, but now he has a cap, and when you shake the Wii Remote when it's sideways, it shoots the Needles out.
0: Very cool. Oh, that's funny, because yeah, you started on the real late Kirby game, so you are familiar with all of his powers. So as you've been going through all of these old Kirby games, you've kind of been seeing... All of them as they've been added and kind of building up towards the total number that that you're used to. That's funny.
1: You could also choose what you want to be when you unlock the doors that go up.
0: Yeah, so once you get far enough in the game, you can unlock some areas that have all the power-ups in them and you can choose which one you want to pick and then be on your way. Yeah. Makes it a little easier and a little more fun. When you
1: collect 80 stars, you could get the overpowered ones. Wow. And they have unlimited uses.
0: You've been playing this game for a while, huh? Yeah.
1: But I haven't got 80 stars yet. Okay. I've only got like 60. 60 something? Yeah.
0: Well, maybe you'll get 80 eventually and you'll beat the game. Are there any friends? Are Rick and all of your other no. animal friends in this one? Nope.
1: They only show the stones of them.
0: Do you get helper friends like in Kirby Superstar? No. Nope. So it's pretty much just a solo Kirby traditional yeah. style adventure. Unless
1: you want to play two, three, or four player.
0: Oh, there's a four player mode. Yeah, I think. That's neat. I wonder if you can do that in the minigames too. Yeah. Oh, that must be fun then. We'll have to play. We'll have to get mom, and you and me and mom can sit on the couch and we'll all play three player Kirby's Return to Dreamland. You know what they say Teamwork makes the dream work. Yep. Teamland work makes the dreamland work.
1: Teamland? I don't know. It's yeah. Kirby's
0: Return to Dreamland, so I figured I'd try to make a bad dad joke. <sighs> Sorry. I'll never do it again, I promise.
1: You could do that, just not that bad.
0: (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. All right, do you want to move on to the next game? Yeah.
1: Next up is Mountains in an Angry Sky from Kirby's Triple Deluxe. Came out on the 3DS in 2014, composed by Hirokazu Andu and Jun Ishikawa. We'll be right back. That was Mountains in an Angry Sky from Kirby's Triple Deluxe came out on the 3DS in 2014 composed by Hirokazu Andu and Jun Ishikawa.
0: Dubstep in a Kirby game. Yep. Can you believe it?
1: Curbstep.
0: Curbstep. That was a comment on the YouTube.
1: Yeah. From s- video
0: of this song
1: from Starberry yeah. Sparkler.
0: He's a he's a clever dude. That yep. Starberry Sparkler or Clever Woman, whoever he or she is, I like this song a lot because it's very different from what you'd normally hear in a Kirby song, and yeah. it's it's a little bit different from a normal dubstep song too because you've got those those dubstepy bass grooves in the background, but you've also got some very kind of cinematic and scary like violin sounds over the top. Yeah, so good combination of. of but the beginning
1: is really good.
0: Yeah, it's very unexpected. Yeah. And when you start this level, you're like, whoa, what am I listening to? This doesn't sound like a Kirby soundtrack at all.
1: Yeah, it's like, what am I playing? This isn't a Kirby This isn't a Kirby track. game. I don't even know what this is.
0: That just goes to show you that I think these guys like to experiment when they're making Kirby music. Yep. And they do it to great effect. A lot of their experiments do sound really, really good. Mmm, that's true. Yeah, so let's talk about Kirby Triple Deluxe a little bit. What do you think of this game?
1: It is very fun. I've been playing it for, like, how much? An hour?
0: It practically. It couldn't drag you away from it to continue the podcast. <laughs> 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 so what, what's so fun about it? What makes it a great game?
1: It's just, oh, it's just very fun. I don't really know why I was playing it for so long. It's just a fun game. I really like it. And also, there's new one, the Archer and Beetle.
0: Yep, Archer, Beetle, and there's Bell as well. Yeah,
1: which isn't that powerful.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's Some of kind them
1: of have... like a common charge-up. When you charge it up, he goes like... Durr-ring.
0: Cool. I think, yeah, Bell can stun enemies instead of actually yeah. defeating them. Yeah, so like, it...
1: stun. When he stuns them, they kind of lose health and then... Like, it slowly loses health, and then they die. Oh, okay. So it's like a stunning death.
0: That's kind of neat.
1: Stunning death.
0: Stunning death. Get it? That sounds dangerous. (laughs) But now Kirby can also go into the background and into the foreground. So it uses the 3D capabilities of the 3DS to make it look like it's really far in the background. And then the Mm. bosses also use that sense of depth. So they'll... Like, the, um, the impudent tree will be way in the background shooting nuts and seeds at you and then it'll jump into the foreground and attack you like like it normally would in the other games so they do a lot of really cool stuff like that
1: but hypernova could just suck out that tree up and you could just be like (gasps) and then you would get the tree effect yeah i don't even know if there is a tree effect
0: so you mentioned hypernova and that's now a big part of this game and some of the other games going forward what's hypernova
1: hypernova is Kirby, but he turns rainbow, and he can suck up giant things. Yeah.
0: It gives like, his, he could
1: suck up an old tree.
0: It gives his sucking power, like, ten times the amount of normal sucking power.
1: Like, a hundred. Yeah. Like, usually his sucking power is like... And, and the big one is like...
0: Yeah, it takes up almost the whole screen. So it really yeah. kind of changes the way you play the game sometimes, because you can change the whole geography of levels sometimes by moving huge blocks around or removing gigantic obstacles or enemies and stuff, so it's really cool and it's really fun to play that way. Normally you have the power for quite a long time, usually until you move into the next area of the stage, like go through a door or something, and then you'll come out the other side with your normal powers again. But I like it a lot, and I think it's a lot of fun. No,
1: with the Hypernova, you go through a door and then you keep the Hypernova. Oh,
0: sometimes you keep it? Okay, I think the game just decides when it takes it away.
1: Yeah. So it's like unlimited until you get to the goal. Yeah. Then you have to get that thing again. You start where where that plant grows mm-hmm. to get the hypernova. And then once you collect it, you turn into the hypernova. Exactly. But in the first level, it shows you what the hypernova can do.
0: Yeah, it gives you a little demonstration. Yeah. And it's pretty impressive.
1: If it was actually unlimited and it didn't die out when you finished a level. Then that game would be way too easy and boring. You
0: just suck up everything and yeah, you don't have to worry could about anything. You just it suck
1: up the bosses.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: You could suck up Mr. Frosty.
0: Delicious, like a snow cone. So why is this game called Triple Deluxe?
1: Because there's three modes.
0: What are the other two modes?
1: There's Kirby Fight and King D Drum Dash.
0: Yeah, and Kirby Fighters is pretty cool. It's kind of like uh. Yeah,
1: it's exactly what it says. Yeah,
0: it's up to four players. It's almost like a like a miniaturized version of Smash Brothers Melee with only Kirby characters. But you can choose which power they have. Yeah. Permanently. I would.
1: I would choose the Hypernova.
0: Well, I don't know if that's an actual power you can pick for Kirby Fighters, but. But if
1: there was, I would just suck up all of you and.
0: I mean, that would be cheating. You would just win every single time. You just start the game, suck everybody up, and pfft, you're done. Womp womp.
1: But imagine if there was like a supernova thing that dropped down, and you could only suck up one to be eliminated from the
0: game. Well, that would be pretty cool. If it was a power up that dropped after a certain amount I think of time, there and is. Then everybody had to rush towards it.
1: I think there is. Yeah, I haven't
0: played the mode, but that would be a neat way to, to play it. And you there, can turn that feature on or off. There might be. Yeah. And then DDD's Drum Dash is a rhythm game where King Ddd has to jump on drums and collect items to the beat, and jump and clap, and then jump again, jump over enemies and around enemies. It seems pretty cool, but people were saying that it was kind of lackluster. There wasn't too much to do once you play through the four songs. There's not too much replayability, unless you're really trying to get... Perfect hundred percent on everything.
1: Then you could unlock something.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of other modes you could unlock too, but I haven't seen anybody that really went into detail about what they were. So I guess there's five modes in Triple Deluxe.
1: So maybe it should be Quintuple Deluxe.
0: Yeah, Kirby's Quintuple Deluxe doesn't sound as good as Triple Deluxe though.
1: Quadruple Deluxe.
0: Quad Deluxe.
1: Quad Lux.
0: Quad Deluxe.
1: Quad Lux.
0: Quad Deluxe.
1: That sounds cool. I,
0: I would I would buy a game called Kirby's Quad Deluxe where there could be four Kirbys. Four curbs, Forbes. <laughs> Forbies.
1: Forbies. All right. Perfect. Let's, let's
0: move on to our next game. This one's on the Wii U. What's it called, sir? It's
1: the Impudent Tree from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse came out on the Wii U in 2015, composed by...
0: Spell it out. See if you can pronounce it.
1: Shogosaki.
0: Sakai. Shogosaki.
1: back. That was The Impudent Tree from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Came out on the Wii U in 2015. Composed by...
0: Shogo Sakai. One of my favorite composers of all time. Just played a song from him last episode from this game, actually. And uh, I love this soundtrack. This is another great example of... Did you
1: use this soundtrack?
0: I did. I played played Up the Big Old Tree from this soundtrack last the episode big old tree? yeah and this one's the impudent big tree
1: yeah we forgot to put big but yeah it's the, it the same thing
0: uh and i talked about how much the uh track i played reminded me of the mother three soundtrack and this one does as well it's basically the kirby's boss theme but done in the style of the mother three battle themes so it's really really cool Great kind of guitar chugginess going on with some excellent, very modified synths, uh, kind of remixed from the original boss theme from Kirby's Dream Land, and then this great breakdown with this fantastic solo in the B section right before it loops again. What did did you think of this song, Loogie?
1: It's really good, and it was your choice because it was number 13, and I really think it's the Best.
0: The best song on the show? Or just the best? One of the best. One of the best. we'll, we'll At the end, we'll talk about what our favorite games were and what our yes. favorite tracks were. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Yep. Uh, so explain, so Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, if you are a European listener, you might recognize the game as Kirby and the Rainbow Paintbrush. I don't know why they changed the name for the U.S. Um, or why they changed the name for Europe. I think because Curse in Europe is more associated with swearing maybe I'm not sure um rainbow cuss (laughs) (laughs) no it's Kirby and the rainbow cuss
1: in Europe they use
0: Europe they do use the word cuss in Europe yeah not curse yeah true so anyways uh this plays a lot like Kirby and the Canvas Curse on the DS it's just kind of transported onto the Wii U right Mm mm-hmm did you remember any differences? I mean, you, you played this for a little while, but not too much.
1: Yeah, I don't really notice any differences. They're of Yeah, they're, they're the
0: same. almost identical games. This one's just obviously in HD because it's on the Wii U.
1: And everything is made of clay!
0: Everything is made of clay. Yes, the art style is very kind of <laughs> claymation in this, and it's very cute, and it's very well done. Yeah. Really colorful graphics. But that's about it. I mean, you do the same thing. You tap on Kirby to get him to move faster. He picks up... Enemies, you can stun enemies that are copyable, and then when Kirby runs into them, he'll grab their powers, same as the DS version, and then you move on using those powers through the level. You can draw to make blocks or jumps or bridges or whatever, and and that's pretty much it. The levels get harder and more complex as you go. Fantastic soundtrack to listen to while you're playing it. It's kind of um, an overlooked game on the Wii U, but it is a lot of fun. If you're not a handheld guy and you have a Wii U and not a DS, you can always check this game out instead of Kirby and the Canvas Curse, and I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. As I've said time and time again, the soundtrack to this game is completely incredible. It really did not get the recognition it deserves, in my opinion, and uh, it's worth listening to, so I'll be sharing music from this game as often as yep. i can whenever it's appropriate on the vg embassy going forward
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right so that was a quick little segment because yep. we didn't have too much to talk about as far as the game goes what do we got coming up next broski
1: we got green gears from kirby planet robobot came out on the 3ds in 2016 composed by june ishikawa let's get right into it yeah
0: robobots a fun one we'll be right back
1: yep Everyone knows that. Green Gears from Kirby Planet Robobot. Came out on the 3DS in 2016, composed by June Ishikawa. Yeah. This is a really fun game. It is a really I fun I highly game. recommend you could play it.
0: Yeah, we both really enjoy this one. Yeah. But I really like this track. We haven't played any songs based on Green Greens, which is like the first level original this is Kirby theme.
1: Green. Right, and I really
0: like that they call it Green Gears because it's, it's green greens, wanted. but it's a remix to be more mechanical.
1: It's a like a techno green. Yeah, greens. it's a
0: remix of Green Green yeah. Greens called Green Gears.
1: Green Green Gears. Yeah, and
0: I like the. It's got a really nice breakbeat, uh, really happy sounding synths, and they use kind of phrases from Green Greens as kind of like a techno effect. I think Junichi Zhikawa did a really good job of this remix. And he remixed his own song, which he wrote like uh, 15 years ago, <laughs> considering what year yeah. this came out. Yeah. So uh, it's really cool. It's really nice to see him continually revisit his old music and reinvent it in new ways. Planet Robobot is uh, just how it sounds. It's a very futuristic, very mechanical-themed game. And so a lot of the music in it is very mechanical, very techno, very... Industrial sounding for the more evil areas, and I think he did a really good job updating all of the original music from the original Kirby games to kind of meet the theme of this game. So, tell me a little bit about Planet Brobo Bot.
1: Brobo Bot.
0: Robobrot.
1: Bot. Brobo Robo Rot.
0: Robo Rot. Sounds like a robot that's been left out in the rain too long.
1: And it got rusty. And
0: it got rusty. All right, anyway, tell me about the game.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a really fun game, and first levels are always easy, so... But when you get into the robot, which is why it's called Robobot, when you get into the robot and you use the attack to scan... The copy things. The copy stars. Yeah. The cutter one is really cool. His his hands go in and then saws come out. And then with the attack button, you um when you shoot, the saws go forward and then they come back. But with the charge, they just go down and keep on going. Yes. To clear your path.
0: Yes. So basically in Planet Robobot, Kirby controls like normal. It's not like a canvas curse or anything where he's rolling around on a ball or anything like that. They keep the same foreground and background concept that Triple Deluxe did, so you can go back and forth. Some enemies have uh, like these robots that they walk around. They're like standing mechs, where they like sit in a seat where the head would be, and they have giant arms and legs. And if you beat the enemies that are standing in those mechs, Kirby can leap in and then he can walk around and he's got giant punching arms and he can do a hover jump and it's kind of like walking around in a real mech and the cool thing is when kirby gets in these mechs he can copy powers from other enemies so he can become a cutter bot or a flame bot some other stuff what does he do when he when he like hops onto the stars it's pretty funny
1: first of all when the waddle dees are in the mechs they defeat the waddle-dee and the mech.
0: Yeah, the waddle Lee's have these the, little tiny only mechs. Only
1: in the boss. Only in the boss you can get in. Yep. And then it turns pink, and where the stars are on his arms are where you can put stickers.
0: That's right. I forgot you can we'll collect stickers. We'll talk about those later. Okay.
1: But when he gets on the star, it's really funny. He, like, cramps up, and he goes, like, like, whee.
0: He rides on the star like it's a little tiny tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: kind of a thing. mech on a a mech on a tri-star. Yeah, he
0: holds on for dear life and then he will shoot into the background or into the foreground depending on where he is.
1: Yeah, on the uh, warp star.
0: Yeah, and it's really fun because when you're in the mechs, the game plays very differently. It plays more like a a beat-em-up than an action platformer kind of game. And then you can get out of the mech you can. There are these little areas where you can get out of the mech, and then so you can get into smaller areas that Kirby can fit yeah. into, and you can like you know flip a switch so that a door opens, and you get back in the mech, and then you can go through the door to get further through the level. So it's really fun. It kind of reminds me of Blaster Master, where uh, Jason gets in and out of uh, Sophia the car, and it kind of allows the car to get further. They kind of use that same kind of play mechanic with the uh, with the mech in Planet RoboBot. Very unique. Very fun. I didn't think that changing up the Kirby formula that much would make for that much of a fun game, but they did it really really well. The music is fantastic. The graphics are really cool. There's moving parts all over the place and because it's in 3D, there are like gears and and pistons and stuff going in and out of the screen. It looks really really neat. And then the enemies are using different mechanical things too. Like they've got like large like laser poles that they're like running back and forth that you've got to jump over and stuff. They did a really good job at this one, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: You were going to tell me about the stickers.
1: Yep. The stickers you can collect in the levels. You could also get the rare Star Rod Kirby, which is only in a boss level when you defeat the boss in a mech. So when you defeat the boss... A rainbow sticker flies up and then it twirls down to the ground, and so you can grab it. And mm-hmm. then once you put it on the arm, it doesn't do anything special. It's just like a decal on a car.
0: Cool. And you can kind of customize your your mech a little bit, which is kind of a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that laser pole Kirby is cool because he he runs in the foreground, but he's holding this giant, almost like a like a pole vaulter's pole, but it's like in his arms, and it's extending into the background. And as he runs, you can move the pole up and down to destroy enemies that are hanging out in and the destroy background. And, or,
1: and destroy everything. You could be like...
0: <sharp inhale> yep, you can shake it up and down, and it goes no, all over destroy the
1: place. Everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so if you haven't played Robobot, if you have a 3DS, definitely go check it out. It's, it's yeah. quite a fun game.
1: 3DS, 2DS... And or it's just a DS. They're they all on.
0: Nah, not DS. Just well, not 2DS and 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've got two more games left to go before yep. we're all caught up with Kirby's Adventures. What's our next one? Ooh, this is one of your favorites.
1: Yep. It's All of Those Star Allies Are With Me from Kirby Star Allies came out on the Nintendo Switch in 2018, composed by June... Ishikawa and a new composer
0: A new composer, Yuta Ogasawara
1: See ya in a bit That was All of Those Star Allies Are With Me from Kirby Star Allies, came out on the Switch in 2018, composed by June Ishikawa, and...
0: And Yuta Ogasawara.
1: That's hard to say.
0: Yeah, it is. So why'd you pick this track?
1: This is your pick.
0: Why'd I pick this track?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Oh, I should probably tell you then, huh?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: This track is just fun. It's got a, a nice little organ feel to it. It's very disco-y, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. It just made me want to dance. It's very upbeat. I like the title of it, too. All of these star allies are with me. I just feel like Kirby just is at a restaurant somewhere, and uh, he goes to the, the front desk, and he's like, I'd like a table, please, and the waitress is like, oh, a table for one, Mr. Kirby, and all of the star allies pile in the restaurant, and he's like, No. All of these star allies are with me. I need a table for 300. And the waitress faints. And he's like... "Uh." Just turns into paper and floats down to the ground.
1: Yeah, he's like... "Uh."
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you need to tell me all about star allies because you've played this game... You've beaten this game all the way through, like... I don't know how many times. So many times, right?
1: Ivan, Ivan beat the Star Slam Heroes.
0: Which is... Yeah. I don't even know what that is.
1: I got the town crisis, the city crisis, and the world crisis down.
0: What's Star Slam Heroes?
1: It's like a minigame. Oh. Same with the other ones. I see. Shop Champs. There's four, like, option things. I haven't gotten the fourth one because I'm only in 96%. Oh, so
0: you need 100% to unlock the fourth?
1: Like 98 or ninety. Seven.
0: Some percentage higher than what you are, but there's only 4% left, so it's one of those percents will unlock the fourth one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> tell me all about Kirby's Star Allies.
1: You've played it with me.
0: I played a little bit, but it's been a long time, and I know you've played it pretty recently, so you yeah, probably like, have a better memory.
1: like a few days ago. Yeah, exactly. Star Allies, there's way so much to talk about, like...
0: So tell me about the Star Allies part. Why do they call it Star Allies?
1: Because he can friend... Things, because when you press the Y button, a heart forms, and then he can throw it at enemies to be friends with them. That is and adorable. And then they will help.
0: That's awesome. And you could awesome. get up
1: to four because there's four players.
0: So, what you're saying is kind of like the friend aspect of uh, Kirby Superstar on the Super Nintendo. They kind of brought back that concept so that you can have not only one enemy follow you around as a friend, but now you can get up to four of them. Yep. And that other people well, with other controllers can take control of those friends. Of well, f- yeah, four players total, but three, you and three other allies. Yeah. And so any enemy in the game can become a friend and be controllable?
1: Not the super special ones. Okay. Like Clash, Mike, and, um, Paint. Oh yeah, you can friend the Paint, but when you become the Paint and you charge up, and you draw something then you're out completely.
0: Oh, that must be a super special move to Yeah,
1: it sacrifice defeats enemies yourself. in one.
0: I see. So it's like almost like crash basically. Yes. I see. Interesting. And then so what happens then? So then you drop out of the game and then you have to wait until Kirby makes a new friend so you can control that friend? Yeah. Yeah. If you and Mom are playing and Mom dies, then she has to wait until you make a new friend before she can
1: if that friend dies, she can just return in to be one of my other two friends.
0: Okay, So they I see.
1: So she... What if they has, all die? Then she would have to wait until I make a new friend.
0: That's what I mean. So it's drop-in, drop-out gameplay, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, drop-in, drop-out after three lives.
0: Sure. Or if you don't have four friends and you only have two friends. We're getting way too hung up on this. Yes. Um. I know.
1: I'm a crazy person.
0: Any other new things in this game, any new powers, new enemies, mm, new ways to paint play? The
1: paintbrush, definitely.
0: Yeah? What's the paintbrush? I mean, well, you told me a little bit, but what does the, the paint paintbrush here. do? What's the normal moves?
1: The normal move is like paint slash and paint twirl and also still life. Hmm. Still life is like the fridge and it gives you food. It's free, well, that's cool. free health. But yeah. you need to wait a little for it to fill with the joystick you press up. Then Kirby's hand will go up and if you have a flame, then anything that can be um mashed like yo yo cutter and everything else that has like something that you could like hold. Any weapon. Yeah, any weapon except for flame, ice and paintbrush. And the other ones.
0: So you can combine them as what and you're saying?
1: And water. Yeah, you can combine them.
0: So you can get like so if you have a sword and flame you can combine them to be flame sword.
1: Sizzle sword.
0: Sizzle sword. Mm.
1: And with the water, it's splash sword. And with I see. With electric, with spark and beam, there's zap sword.
0: That's really cool. I like that that concept. It gives you a whole bunch of new different yeah. types of and I think depending on what enemies you're facing, your powers will be more effective or less effective. Mm-hmm. So if you have a flame sword or a sizzle sword, you'll be able to inflict more damage on frosty enemies.
1: Yeah, and also the bombs that you can cut, and then once it drops down and rolls, then it
0: explodes. Cool. Yeah, this was a really fun game. I had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah. Just know that the end boss sequence in this game is really epic, and it's really worth playing. Yeah, and all we're the way not talking
1: end. anymore about that. Yeah, the but, ending is really cool. But now, there's also an ally planet, which you can choose to beat anything you want to be. Any ally. Like, you could even choose to be on paint. Cool.
0: And that was a free update for the game, right? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Well, that planet ally was in, like, the fourth one. In the fifth one, that's the final boss. I see. So the fourth one allies in space, I don't know if it's actually called that, but you can get the ally planet. So, we're not gonna spoil too much so let's move on
0: (laughs) all right yes uh kirby star allies is an amazing game definitely worth playing if you have a switch pick it up if you have young kids uh they will have a blast because like i said as long as you are kirby if they die then all they have to do is wait until you make a new friend and they can jump back in again they don't have to worry about losing all their lives or anything so makes it a lot of fun so
1: next up is galactonite from super kirby clash came out in the switch in 2019 just a few days ago composed by
0: uh, let's see kiyoshi hazimoto juni and hirokazu ando again
1: we'll be right back Was Galactonite 2 from Super Kirby Clash? Came out on the Switch in 2019, just a couple days ago. Composed by Jun Ishikawa, Hirokazu Andu, and
0: Kiyoshi Hazimoto. Why'd you pick this one?
1: It just sounds really, really bassy, and it's really rocky, so not like rocky, like pebbles and rocks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's got some really like hardcore metal at the beginning there. Yeah. Mean, it just gets super, super fast, very foreboding. Uh, I think Galacta 2 is one of the final, hardest guys that you fight in this game. Yeah. So it needs some really, really intense music with some really like fast violins, really fast drum beat. Ooh, this song gives me goosebumps because it's just so epic and scary sounding. Tell me a little about Super Kirby Clash.
1: It's a really fun game and we're not gonna talk about all of it. Why not? Well, because we would spoil the whole thing for them. Well,
0: just talk about the concept of the game. Like, what do you do in the game?
1: You try to defeat bosses. That's it. And get different weapons. Well, the weapons aren't really a spoiler. There's only four things to choose from. There's hammer... Dr. more which is a flask. There's hammer, flask, the um, sword, and the um, witch thing.
0: Yeah, so it's basically like um, four different classes. Yep. And you can take any combination of four that you want. And yep. you fight increasingly more difficult boss battles and you as start, you go.
1: And you start off with one, and as you level up, you get more... And the max you could get is three helpers, but you could only get two by leveling up. But when you get the other mode, story mode, and there's also co-op mode, where you could do two players or more.
0: Yeah, it almost follows a mobile game style method of gameplay where you have to earn money from fights and then use that money to level yourself up and... You have a certain amount of, uh, like, they call it vigor, it's energy that you can You can only fight so many times before it recharges, but at least Nintendo's doing it so that there's no microtransactions and they don't, like, try to force you to buy extra stuff as you go through the game. At least not that I'm aware of yet. I haven't seen any options to, to buy stuff for the game.
1: You could um, buy jam apples.
0: You can buy them with real money, or do you use in-game coins?
1: The in-game coins are jam apples and, like... Fragments Light Fragment, Water Fragment, Super Extra Rare Fragment, and Fire Fragment.
0: So when you say you can buy them, you buy them for real money? You could
1: only buy gem apples for real money.
0: I see. Okay, so I guess Nintendo is doing some microtransactions with this one. But you don't need to, right? You can no. just keep playing and yeah. get through the game? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll just help you Buying get through gem a little
1: faster. Buying gem apples is just like a faster way of getting more stuff.
0: I gotcha. Okay. But
1: we're never going to buy anything.
0: No, we're not going to do that.
1: Because you're having fun no. playing, right? Yeah.
0: It's not like, and if you don't have fun anymore, you can just play something else instead. Yeah. So, but the game is really cool. Uh, you and up to three other friends can take on these ever increasing bosses. You can kind of configure. Well, ever increasing kind of, until
1: it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is an end game to this, but even after you finish the game, there's still more enemies that you can fight and stuff. Did you play this with Mom at all?
1: Didn't I play with you?
0: Oh yeah, you played it a little bit with me. and We had some fun. I like that there's uh, kind of an RPG aspect yeah, to should, it.
1: Yeah, we should group all three of us to play Star Allies or or Kirby Clash. That would be crazy.
0: Um, but and it,
1: it would be fun.
0: But in this game, it actually shows like hit points and you see numbers come off whenever you beat an enemy. So you can kind of have good feedback as to how well your weapons are doing against any particular boss and you you have this little town that you start in and you can choose which mission you want to take and you can choose which equipment you want to use and to see how effective or ineffective you're going to be against those enemies so it's pretty cool I like how they kind of adapted the Kirby style of gameplay to a more quote unquote modern style of earning achievements and such mm mhm yeah, so that is it, dude. We have gone through every single Kirby main series mm-hmm. game ever made. How do you feel? Good. I have some questions for you now. What? So, what was your favorite Kirby game from this show?
1: I gotta say, well, I have three. Super, super Kirby Clash... Kirby Star Allies. Well, I actually have five. <laughs> yeah. Planet Robobot. Um, Squeak Squad. And also Kirby Superstar.
0: That's a good top five. I knew Superstar was going to be in there somewhere because you were hooked on that game for a while. There's, there's a lot of content on that game. <laughs> and what would you say is your favorite song from the show?
1: Galactic Knight 2.
0: Galacta Night 2, the last one we just listened to? Yep. Interesting, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm going to put Robobot up at top for me. I really, really enjoy that one. Star Allies is also incredibly fun. And uh, Kirby Superstar. I think yeah. that's that's just a really quality title, uh, especially for a Super Nintendo game. It just feels like it, they went above and beyond what they needed to do for that game. I'm going to have to, of course, put the impudent big tree as my favorite song because i really enjoy all of Sakai's stuff what have you learned about kirby doing this show what do you think of how kirby has progressed from the original kirby's dreamland all the way up to super he, kirby clash
1: first he started a bit from from smooth and smooth round edges but he's gone through a lot King DDD did a lot and the squeaks too. And so did Meta Knight. Yeah. Same with Dark Meta Knight.
0: He's had a long and varied history. Do you think he's gotten better every single time, or do you think it kinda went up and down and up and down?
1: Kinda up and down and up and down.
0: Yeah, there were some clunkers. You yeah. know. Kirby 64 was not the it, best Kirby game ever. Yeah,
1: it kinda went like
0: Okay. So it steadily increased, like, but kind of went up and down as it yeah, like, as it as the mountain went up. Okay, so at least there was an increase over time. Anything else you want to say about Kirby before we wrap up the show?
1: He's the best character I've ever had. Really? Yeah.
0: He's your favorite character now? Yes. It, it You feel closer to a character when you learn all about their history and get really familiar with it, don't you? Yep. What is your favorite character in the Kirby universe that's not Kirby?
1: Dark Meta Knight.
0: He's pretty cool. Yeah, I like the regular Meta Knight. A lot. I think I said that before. I
1: like Dark Meta Knight because he's literally black, no blue in him. The wings are kind of a little torn up on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And on his mask, there's kind of like a scar right on his left eye. Yeah,
0: he's very tough looking. Yeah. He doesn't look like he will take any guff from anybody.
1: He looks like he won't even get hurt.
0: Don't mess with him. Nope. He'll mess you up. Yeah. Alright. If he
1: was real and... If I was Kirby and you were Dark Meta Knight, we would just fight everyone. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) And I could just suck them up and get their power. And I
0: guess I would just slice them and fly around a lot.
1: Yep. And I could also fly around. I could be like...
0: (laughs) That would be a lot of fun. Do you have any ideas for future VG Embassy shows?
1: Well, we already did the Yoshi one, so I... I don't really have any, do you?
0: We'll have to think of some. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll be doing another show sometime in the future, right? Mm-hmm. You're not sick of VG Embassy yet? No. Good. Because I love having you on with me. Yep. I had a ton of fun playing all these Kirby games with you and learning about Kirby and listening to some cool music. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can play some more Kirby games together in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, so.
1: Even in 2020, where there's a new one, it sure. might if they, they might come be. out
0: with a new Kirby game in 2020, we and will... And they
1: might even come out with a new console.
0: That would, well, I don't know about a new console, but definitely a new Kirby game, at least within the next two years. They seem to come out every every year every other year, so... Or some crazy updates to Super Kirby Clash, because I think that's just kind of a base game that they're going to be adding on to, so... Maybe mm-hmm. there'll be some additional modes. Yep. Alright, so to wrap up the show, I want to thank Indira J for the art and Trevin Hughes for the podcast theme song. And, as always, you can find us at the VG Embassy on Twitter or on Instagram. You can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash group slash the VG Embassy. Or check us out on TheVGEmbassy.com. And there you can also visit our Discord group where we have a huge amount of fun people to talk to and hang out. Or you can go to patreon.com slash the VG Embassy to visit our Patreon page. And check out some really cool tiers with some really good opportunities to take part in the various goings on of the VG Embassy and also have access to an exclusive channel on the Discord just for Patreon subscribers where I will divulge spoiler information about upcoming shows and you will also get access to a bonus episode every month called Embassy Exclusive. All right, you want to help me thank all of our lovely Patreon subscribers? Yep. All right, what's first?
1: Cameron Childs. And since we're rhyming, he will run for miles. Michael Bridgewater from FSV. The
0: Forever Sound Version podcast. What rhymes with Bridgewater? How about, uh, he's feeling hot, so he wants to go get some fridge water.
1: Bridgewater? Fridgewater? Eh.
0: Eh. Who's next?
1: Donovan... Or, Oro... Donovan Orofino Don't have any rhymes.
0: You <sighs> can't ask to do rhymes and then not have any rhymes, bro.
1: I don't have any rhymes for him. What rhymes with that? <sighs> well, we have Chris Murray, who's eating some curry.
0: I like it. I like it.
1: <laughs> Chris Myers. Hmm. He got some tires.
0: <laughs> sure, four new ones.
1: Ben the Dia Dishman. He's a fishman.
0: Gills and everything. He's a fisherman. He's a fisherman.
1: (laughs) Chris Steenerson. Nothing? No. Do you have any?
0: (laughs) I don't have anything for Chris Steenerson. Let's move on to the next one.
1: Jordan Warma. He's going to travel on vacation to Burma.
0: There you go. You said that last time.
1: Yep. Volts Supreme. Could I get some more cream? (laughs) I like it. David Parrish. He has to clean a dish. Sure, why not? Because it's ish. Cameron, Burma. Hmm.
0: You got anything else besides Burma? Nothing else besides Burma, huh? So he's just gonna travel to Burma with his brother.
1: Don't have anything? Okay. Carlos, Marlos.
0: There's not much that rhymes with Carlos that I can think of. Sarlos,
1: Marlos, Darlos.
0: What about Carlito? Because he goes by that sometimes too.
1: Carlito is eating a curry chicken burrito.
0: Mm, that sounds delicious.
1: We got Scott. McElhone. McElhone. Maybe you should get an iPhone.
0: Sure, why not? <laughs> Go get an iPhone, we Scott. We got
1: Alex <laughs> the Messenger. What rhymes with Alex? Talix.
0: Talix? Is that a word? No. Oh. Is it? It's not a word I've ever heard before.
1: Salad s- Salads?
0: Salads? <laughs> That's all
1: I could think of. <laughs> kind of rhymes.
0: Alex the messenger eating a salad. Or eating salads. Alex eating salads. I don't know. I guess it doesn't Alex work salad. too well. Guys, you need to come up with better names. Change legally change your names to things that we can rhyme with more easily. Yeah. Thank you very much. We appreciate that.
1: Like Alex the Boomer. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Now you're just getting punchy. I think
0: you're ready for some lunch, right? No. We'll go upstairs to the kitchen and inhale a whole bunch of food. I'll inhale you. Oh, no. I'm not very tasty. (laughs) And if you inhale me, then I can't make your lunch.
1: But then I'm going to become you.
0: That's strange. I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Hey, Logie. Thanks for joining me on the Kirby show. You're welcome. So next episode, I think I'm going to have one of your favorite people on, Logie. Emily? Emily. Is
1: she coming over?
0: Nope, she's not coming over. She's still in California, but we're going to do a remote. Did she ever come over? Maybe at some point, whenever she's in Massachusetts visiting her mom. She can see if she can make a trip down to see us. I know you miss her. Yeah, I'll be doing a show with Emily next episode, and that'll be a whole lot of fun. And I'll see you all in two weeks for that. And in the meantime, Logie, what are you going to be up to? Any new games you want to play? I don't know. No? Just gonna concentrate on Super Kirby Clash and, uh...
1: Different games.
0: Maybe play some different games on your iPad?
1: I don't even think I... There is any new games that are easy for me.
0: Alright, well, maybe you can start playing some difficult games and practice and get better.
1: Difficult games? Yeah. Dude, I'm like a level easy medium. I know. Like, between those. Okay.
0: Practice makes perfect.
1: I so you gotta give me a medium, easy medium, or a medium.
0: Sounds good. All right. So, we will see you next time on the VG Embassy. Bye, everyone.
1: See you later. Bye-bye.